How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump into the best way to describe how my weekend has been. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have been the most important thing. The most important thing to me has been my consistency with my podcast. No matter how difficult and no matter how challenging of endeavors that, that occur in my daily life and no matter the struggles that I have personally or that my family has, um, I want to dedicate myself to at least maintaining a daily podcast. Why that's important to me and why that's something that I've put so much importance behind, I honestly couldn't tell you why. I, I There are many reasons why, especially this weekend, why I would have had every excuse to not do a podcast. And in doing so and, and rushing this and, and, and not having such limited time, sleep and everything of that nature, the last two days I've uplo- uploaded um, material that on the surface looked fine. Like when I, when I hit record on my Rodecaster Pro, which does all the audio recording for me, and then when I hit record on my video camera, um, everything looks great. And normally I listen to the content before I upload it, but the last couple of days I haven't. And of course, um, you know, when you, when you drop the ball on not doing the necessary, taking the necessary precautions to make sure that your content is of high quality, you're going to run into what I just ran into in the last couple of days. And, and I want to thank my mom for actually letting me know this because I haven't had a chance to listen to my own content and to to make sure everything is fine. The last two days, my content is essentially trash. It's the audio was trash, and uh, I think what that has to do with is is essentially that roadcaster I, I leave on all the time, and I shouldn't really be doing that. I should be turning it off after I'm done using it, and I I feel like um that had some contributing factor to it. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Since that's the only source where the audio is coming from, uh, my camera and the recording it's doing isn't going to help because I'm recording my audio and video together in unison. And so I have no audio recordings for my camera that I could hope to um, to grab. And so the last two days, the content has been tarnished. And, and as... The, the creator of this content, I'm left in a difficult position. What do I do with that content? Do I leave it up? Do I not leave it up? And so ultimately, I'm making the decision to leave it up. I would not recommend anyone listening to the content. I'm going to title this video, in essence, to um, tell people to disregard those two episodes. They can choose to listen to them if they want to, but it's just really, <laughs> it's just noise I would not recommend anyone listening to it. It it's really gonna, you know, push you away from from watching this content or from engaging in the content whatsoever. I'm gonna try my best to um, give like to to go over exactly what those two podcasts were about in this podcast as best as I can. Nothing is is scripted. Everything is just from the top of my head and my emotions, my feelings, and my day-to-day life and things that are, are going through my mind. I, I let out on my podcast. And um, 
that I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, especially in, in, in this stressful time that I'm in right now. And so because of that, and because of all of that, like I said, the last couple of days, the audio is just, just like, it's just not useful. So, and yes, so this is me going into those podcasts. It's not going to be as detailed because this podcast would probably be an hour long and I don't want to do that to people. And honestly, I could probably shorten those podcasts anyway. So here's my attempt to summarizing the last couple of days for everyone. Yesterday's podcast was essentially Saturday's podcast was me um, sharing with everyone. Yesterday was a super um, and, and this whole weekend and the coming week is, is going to be a very challenging week for our family. And to kind of take our minds off of things, my wife wanted me to watch a movie with her on Netflix. Uh, we had a limited amount of time that we could spend together to, to do that. And she recommended uh, Enola Holmes as a movie to watch. And in yesterday's podcast, I, I brought up that one of my favorite fictional characters, if not my favorite fictional character, is Sherlock Holmes. And I, I went through a lot of great stuff. That's That one hit me the hardest, actually. L- learning that yesterday's podcast... All that audio uh, is uh, destroyed. It was really hard, but I'm going to try my best to summarize it. I love Sherlock Holmes. It's one of my favorite fictional characters. It's written by an, an author, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Um, and the the stories are written from the perspective of a doctor that follows Sherlock Holmes. His name is Dr. Watson. Sherlock Holmes is, uh, if you somehow do not know who that is, which would be very weird, uh, but if you don't know who Sherlock Holmes is, he's essentially a detective that uses something called deductive reasoning to solve crimes. And what deductive reasoning is, is the ability to look at an environment and deduce or think back of all the events that had led up to the events or to the environment being the way it is. And so essentially Sherlock Holmes follows invisible breadcrumbs that are left behind at crime scenes and eventually follows it all the way to the originator of the crime. And that's how he solves them. And it's phenomenal to see how he does that work. And in that podcast, I had brought up how Sherlock Holmes is a very interesting individual. He's an expert martial artist. He's um, very intelligent. Um, very uh, has great memory, and I'll go over how he has good memory in just a second. And um, and like I said, he's an expert deducer. Um, but his intellect is very specialized. His intellect is very specialized in the area of crime and understanding criminals, pretty much. Um, and Watson has brought it up in in some of his stories that he writes of Sherlock. Um that he was surprised at a time when he had asked Sherlock Holmes, can you name the planets in the solar system? And Sherlock Holmes couldn't name them. And Watson was like, how could you not know something so simple, so universal that everyone knows? And Sherlock was like, how is that going to help me solve crimes? How is knowing the orientation of the planets or what the name of the planets are, how is that going to help me um, solve any of the crimes or anything that I do. And Watson was amazed to see that this person was so specialized in what he does and such an expert that to others, he seems like this universally brilliant individual that knows everything, but he truly doesn't. He knows enough to make himself look as if he is the most intelligent person ever. But in essence, he's only a specialized in, uh, intellect. 
And I, I appreciate that because I'm a type of person that loves just learning everything. I absorb, uh, I absorb information from all different sources. I try to as much as possible absorb from um, intellectual sources, but I tend to waste my time too watching funny videos, watching nerdy stuff like my Dungeons and Dragons content and things of that nature. And so it's not 100% intellectual stuff. And for Sherlock, he would never do something like that. And I can appreciate like where he comes from with that kind of perspective because he understands that his mind and how I understand your mind is very finite. It's not an infinite source of space that you can just store everything in. Eventually, you take up space away from other things that could be very important to you. And um, so that's one of the reasons why I like Sherlock. Uh, another is because I, I just love crime things like uh, like solving crimes. I'm always fascinated by people that just use different techniques to try to come up with ways to solve crimes. But Sherlock, I feel like it's like the original, like he's not the original, but he's like the, to me, the original crime solver. Like he's the guy that, that solved crimes in the late 1800s in Great Britain. Um but another reason why I like him is because of his memory and his ability to remember everything as well. Like he, uh, Watson has talked about many times where uh, Sherlock knows like almost 10,000 diff- 10, different uh, forms of tobacco uh, or like, uh, cig- like cigars. And the reason why is because Sherlock needs to know that information because criminals leave, you know, people smoke back then, I guess, and criminals would leave different ashes and things of that nature. And Sherlock was able to deduce the type of person this person would be smoking a certain type of tobacco and um like when you hear a number like that big i don't think it's ten thousand i think it's like a thousand different levels of of flowers that people could smoke um i was like man that requires a, a a great memory and for me one of my biggest fears as i get older is that my memory is not going to be great and that's one of the reasons and motivating factors to doing these podcasts because I want a tool that allows me to, in the future, re, uh, relive and and see where I stood on on ideas and beliefs and and everything of that nature at a given moment in my life by just rewatching a podcast from the past. As cringy as it's going to be for most people, looking at your old self is very silly and very funny because you tend to uh, obviously you evolve as a person. But yeah, a big fear of mine is just one day, sadly, what a lot of people go through is contracting something like Alzheimer's and, and forgetting who they are and forgetting the people around them. That is a huge fear for me. It's like one of my biggest fears. My memory is not already great anyways. Like, I think one of the reasons why is because I, I have been overloading my brain with so much stuff that like long-term memory is not good unless I've had like a very unique situation with someone. I tend to be really bad with names. I tend to be really bad about remembering certain events. If like they're mundane events that to me don't seem, uh, don't seem as as a spectacle in a moment in my life, then I sometimes forget about them over time. But it, I don't want it to make it sound like as if I don't remember things. I remember a lot of stuff. I just don't. I don't have memories like some of my other friends. Like I have friends that have like really great memory. Um. And the way that Sherlock Holmes actually uh, manages his memories because he he is a, a utilizer of a tool, a technique called developing a memory palace. And essentially what a memory palace is, is you create a physical construct of a building, a house, a castle, 
a palace, and inside the 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 construct or the the um the building, you essentially uh tie rooms to generalize subjects that you want to remember, and inside those rooms are drawers, dressers, um locations where you can start to put items in these dressers that you need to remember. And that's how you re- you remember certain things, and uh, experts like their their memory palaces tend to be very complex. Either a house with a million dressers inside of it, or a palace with millions of rooms. Um, I've actually tried a technique uh, for a little bit, and I wish I would stay on top of it because it really is helpful. They recommend for beginners to what you do is you take a house that you're very familiar with. For most people, it's a childhood house that you grew up in the majority of your life. And you understand the the construction of the house. You can vividly walk through and imagine yourself walking through this house. And And what you're doing is, let's say there's something I'm trying to remember. Let's say different types of fruits. What I could do is I could say, like in my kitchen, um... There's a fruit basket and there, my parents have a fruit basket and inside the fruit basket can be different fruits. And I start to uh, visualize these fruits and the names of them in the basket. And the basket can look, it, look, your imagination is a very powerful tool. So you can make an infinite amount of fruit appear in a normal size basket. You could keep digging through the basket and you start to remember an order as you're digging through, like you start with a banana. My first fruit that I put in is banana, banana, yellow, banana. Second fruit, apple, apple, apple. And then you remember these order of, of fruits that you put in. You visualize yourself putting it into this basket. And then every single time now, like if you want to remember a certain fruit, you go in, you visualize yourself walking through the kitchen. You visualize yourself looking at the basket and you know, First fruit, banana. Second fruit, apple. Third fruit, kiwi. Right? Until you've, you you quickly go through the order and you're like, oh, that's the name of this fruit, right? And I'm using something very simple. You would not use this to remember fruits unless that's like very important for you and like your, uh, and your studies. But that's in essence the idea of a memory palace. And Sherlock Holmes has a very thorough memory palace. And, um, I love Sherlock Holmes like fictional content. So like the short stories are great. I love visualizations. So I love the the TV series that both represented Sherlock Holmes on the American side, which was called Elementary, is the name of the show. Um, really great. It's essentially the story of of Sherlock Holmes. He's had some drug issues, which in the stories he does have some. Not like in the show they described it as, but he did have some issues with drugs. But um, he comes from the UK to America to kind of go through rehab. Um, and uh, it like Watson's a female in that series. And, and I like it a lot. It's like Sherlock Holmes in America. Then the British version, which is called Sherlock, um, has Benedict Cumberbatch as actually Sherlock Holmes. I love that series as well. That's like your traditional Sherlock Holmes, but it's like a modern day in Britain, Sherlock Holmes, which is pretty cool. Um, the American version I like a lot because it really humanizes Sherlock. It makes you feel like as if you could potentially be Sherlock Holmes. With the um, the British version, Sherlock seems like an like outwardly character, like very uh, like the the American version shows Sherlock as like a uh, like a physical fighter 
which I like. Like he knows martial arts. In the British version, it seems like Sherlock isn't like very um, knowledgeable in fighting. He does fight sometimes, but it's not his forte. He really uses his brain more to solve problems. And uh, I do like the British version, though, for showing the utilization of the memory palace, show him solving issues and, and problems with his mind a lot. And the American version is, is more like you. They've, Sherlock finally finds the criminal, and then he kind of traces back all the things that he used to find that criminal. And then I love the movies with Robert Downey Jr. I think he does a really great job at taking both the American and British version and kind of finding that dead center where he's like an expert martial art. He's like very close to the actual storyline character. And I enjoy that a lot. Um, so yeah, Sherlock Holmes, one of my favorite characters. And so I was, I was very hesitant to watch Enola Holmes um, because the story is essentially d- details the story of, um, Sherlock Holmes, his older brother, Mycroft Holmes, which uh, he works for a high-level government in, in, in Britain. Some say he's more intelligent and, and wiser than his younger brother, Sherlock, but he tends to be very superior, see himself as very uh, superior to other individuals and would rather utilize people to do his bidding than himself trying to solve problems. And But his intellect has allowed him to move up quickly within the ranks and work in the top secret level of, of government in, in Britain, where essentially he's like the managing person of all police in, in Britain. But in, in Enola Holmes, the story tells the story of, of a younger sister called Enola, who I don't think was ever talked about in the, in the stories that uh, Arthur Conan Doyle wrote. I think maybe it was touched on, but a lot of reasons why I was very hesitant to see the series was a, it wasn't from the perspective of Sherlock, which kind of was a letdown for me uh, when I'm watching trailers. B, the estate for Arthur Conan Doyle um, actually sued Netflix because this series, this movie was not serious. This movie was developed by Netflix and they were claiming that they didn't have the um, rights to utilize the universe of Sherlock, which I don't know if that's the case because I don't know if copyright still exists for something that's over 140 years old. Um, and then third, uh, the female actress that plays Enola, I am not a fan of at all. So all three of those made me feel like as if I wasn't going to like this movie, but ultimately I wasn't in the mood to kind of go back and forth with my wife. I was like, yeah, let's just watch it. You know, we'll just burn an hour and a half together. I actually loved the movie. <laughs> I actually really loved it. I thought they did a very good job of representing Sherlock, Mycroft. They really did a good job of representing the universe. And it takes place in the 1880s, kind of like how the Sherlock Holmes movies do with Robert Downey Jr. But these seem like more like, I don't know. It seems like more of the universe that I believe what um, Sherlock Holmes' times would have been like. Um, and I really liked Enola Holmes as well. I thought her character was really great. And I don't know if it's because I'm a, a father now to a daughter, why I, I, I like that character, but I really did. I thought it was a really great movie and I would recommend it. So all of that was yesterday's podcast. <laughs> that was Saturday's podcast. The day before Friday was really actually a short podcast. It was like four minutes long, five minutes long. I could summarize that really quickly. Friday was the most difficult day of my life. And... um. 
for personal reasons, I cannot go over in this podcast. One day I will have the ability to talk about it in more detail. And I hope to those, um, you'll have to excuse the fact that you couldn't hear what I was saying, but uh, essentially it was a very difficult time for, for me. Um, very challenging. Obviously I made it out completely fine. Um, but uh, yeah, it was the biggest roller coaster I've ever been through ever. Honestly, it was, um, and it's still affecting me now. Like it's still going on. This is still going to be something to go through throughout the week. But that, that day, Friday was the big day. Friday was a, a, a very difficult day. And like I said, you know, to those trying to guess what it is, good luck. I don't know if you're going to be able to guess it. I would ask that you do not guess. I would ask that you, you know, you give it time and let me just kind of open up about what it was. But, um, yeah, really difficult time. And that was Friday's podcast. <laughs> so, again, you guys, you'll have to excuse me. When I end this podcast, of course, I'm going to check the audio. I actually did a test before starting this, and it sounded normal but uh, i'm hoping these 20 minutes are going to come out fine um yeah that's just it's been a difficult time for me like i said friday was the most challenging day in my life this week is going to continue being something like that and so you'll have to excuse the fact that i didn't do quality control on my own podcast and i feel bad about it and i feel horrible and like I said, ultimately, I'm making the decision to leave that stuff up there as a way of representing how chaotic and how I wasn't there. And also to those that want to go somehow through my history of podcast. I don't I have this weird way of thinking, but to those that one day want to challenge, like, did I really do a daily podcast? Yes, I did do a daily podcast. I did not miss a single day. And if I remove those podcasts and re-upload them, it's going to look as if I did miss those days. And I don't want that to happen. So uh, ultimately, I didn't even know what I wanted to talk about today. And now I have something, unfortunately, to talk about. But it's it's reality of life. And, you know, we move forward from these things. Mom, thank you so much for calling me and letting me know this. I, it really stressed me out when you told me because I didn't know how many episodes were tarnished. But clearly, starting the day of my my stressor moving forward, you could tell that I was not checking. Um, I wasn't maintaining, you know, the structure of my podcast, and it's it's there, evident through the actions of of what I what I did during the podcast. So, um, yeah. Again, I apologize to everyone, but uh, that's the reason why I'm going to be leaving that out there like that. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. Uh, I look forward to eventually getting back to the live podcast. Like I said, it's probably not going to happen until after December, after a lot of stuff just kind of clears up for for our family, but um, professionally, personally, and everything of that nature. But until then, I will catch all of you guys mañana. Peace.